This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Here it is, here it is, right now. Welcome. Prime time with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut, shut your shame up. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rop and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What's up? Ah, you know. What's up, guys? We got Husky Week. What's up, gals? Everyone get all angry and pissy? Yeah, well, we hate the Huskies, right? <laughs> or we're supposed to? Yeah, I'm supposed or, to. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not. I don't really I hate don't anybody. Care. I don't care. I don't either. But, like, I think we're supposed to. I think we're supposed to be like, ah, Huskies, ah, Beavers, ah, gotta. I read a good history. I don't hate anybody. Today of the Oregon-Washington rivalry. And yeah. It's really something. Like, there's a lot of, there are a lot of slights in there. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, anytime, well, I'm a, little brother, big brother. I always feel like little brother always is the one that's a, a little more chippy. But when little brother becomes big brother, like with UW over the, the last, what, 15, 20 years has had their roles reversed. Then it gets a little personal. Like, I had this at BYU. Utah was our little brother. Like, we just beat the crap out of them. And then uh, they went to this Pac-12 thing, and now not so much. Now they're the big brother, and they kind of laugh at us and, and tussle our hair. So you get a little... It's good when you get some uh, You get some back and forth. Might I suggest that Washington, Oregon isn't little brother, big brother. I know what you mean, where one's good and one isn't at a certain time. But they're both the big brother, you know, compared to their in-state rivals of yes. Oregon State and Washington State. But for a lot of a lot of Duck fan, and and I think even Husky fan, after a while, you broke away. Like little brother, as in Washington State, Oregon State, didn't give you much resistance, and so you moved on to bigger fish. Like, for a long time, I think if you ask Beaver fan, obviously, they had this hatred towards Oregon. And if you ask Duck fan, they're like, oh, yeah, Oregon State, we hate him. But really, it's it's UW. And it'd be the same thing with Washington, except Washington would probably try to point at USC because they felt that they were above Oregon until Oregon whooped their ass for like 12 years in a row. And so there's you're always searching for something bigger. There's very few rivalries where you're truly on par. Like, I'm thinking, like, even Michigan, Ohio State, Auburn, Alabama, like, even those are, are great rivalries, but Auburn's not Alabama. I mean, my God, they have a national championship, but they're not Alabama. And Michigan's the winningest program in college football history. Go back 25 years. They're not Ohio State. So it's very rare that you get the rival that is actually a year-to-year -year where you really get some competitive balance. I think what you're hoping for is that you just get stretches. Like, I remember a number of years ago when, when the Rose Bowl was on the line at the Civil War. How fun was that? Right when you actually had that Civil War game, meaning Pac-12, you know, championship implications, Rose Bowl implications, like that's what you're hoping for. 
And if you get a couple of those over the years and you get some some competitive balance, what you don't want is like when one side reels off like nine, ten in a row, then you kind of you just like shrug your shoulders. You're like, eh. It's, it's not even cool Yeah, anymore. but, I, I mean, even if that happens, though, I think the the beauty of a good rivalry like Oregon-Washington is that there's still always reason to hate them. Like, the hate <laughs> runs deeper than yeah. just uh, on the field, sure. you know. So, and that's yeah. what Oregon-Washington is. It's that it has such a great history. So, yes, it is Oregon-Washington week, but why are we talking sports right know. now? I don't know. Ryan Buckley. Well, the very first, like, text I saw was, was Huck the Fuskies. Oh, well, I have... What's up, Buck? Oh, hi. Well, hi. I was just going to say that, uh, so I was at Oregon from 03 to 07, yeah. and when I was there, I, I interned for the football team, and one of the things that I was, like, asked to do, I, I kind of did a, a handful of random tasks, but I was responsible for popping in a DVD during halftime of the Oregon-Washington game in the locker room because Bilotti wanted to remind the players about the Washington players dancing on their O after the previous <laughs> loss. Love and it. so it's Love like it. they've only got however many minutes to, yeah. and you know, you spend, Souk knows the first however much time changing your pads and yeah. like uniform adjustments, getting retaped, whatever you got to do. Taking a wee, and, whatever. And then you got to meet with your position coach, and then the coach has like two minutes, the head coach, to like give a little spiel and get everyone back out on the field before you're warming up again. And he's like, all right, run the tape. And I hit play on this DVD player, and it's like, you know, it's, it's a probably from 2001 or something like that, and it's like loading, 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 <laughs> and Bilotti's like, play the tape, and and everyone's like, come on, play it, man, and like I, people are barking at me all of a sudden, and then finally it like oh, fires no. up, and and everything was fine after that. Bilotti then brought out the sledgehammer, that was the inception of it, and he smashed a purple doghouse yes. with it and got everyone. <laughs> oh my out to the god! I can only hope they won the second half by 50. <laughs> they smoked in that game. Yes! That, that sledgehammer ended up making an appearance at Michigan the next year. Let's Oregon go. by a thousand. Let's yeah. go. And if that tape had not played, yeah. or I say tape, DVR. Then they would have smashed me instead. <laughs> then Ryan Buckley would not be here. I would say in my uh, my five uh, wonderful years at Brigham University, I never once had a cool like halftime pregame moment. My coach was a thousand years old, and he would actually uh, he would actually kill any sort of great vibe <laughs> that we had. Because again, he was he was an old man. So if like if you had someone like some players stood up or like a strength conditioning coach, and we're all fired up, then he would come over and he would say something very like calm and soothing and then we pray it's hard it's hard to like get fired up like you're gonna go kill someone then let's let's kneel and pray eh, it, it kind of look i'm all for it you know it's like we were a jesus school but you know jesus isn't necessarily like what you want to hear when you're getting ready to go out and kick someone in the balls yeah i think you gotta yeah we gotta like you gotta pray in the middle exactly right like i always thought we should like because lavelle edwards would always address us right before we went on the field and i always thought that was backwards you have him address us early right. and do the old man, like, you know, we're all this together and whatever, and then you pray. Then then you get someone up that says some curse words and how we hate the other side and F them, and I'm done talking to Jesus, I'm talking to you, mm. and then we all get fired up and we run out. And it didn't, it you never should happened. have offered that up. Uh, no, that's no good one, feedback. No one wanted to talk to me. Yeah, they didn't want your opinion. No, they didn't want my opinion. All right, well, listen, uh, stop talking about sports. Sports. What a great weekend. Now, on the Oregon, I have several announcements to make. Okay. Okay. Um, opening segment announcements. So um, do they involve sports? Kind of. On the Oregon-Washington <laughs> front, I, will, I would like to report right now live on the radio, yeah. if indeed we are live. I hope so. The red light's on. Uh, that I will be giving away my Oregon-Washington tickets this week Ooh, on the air. Look at you. Yeah. So if you want to go to Ots, I have four. Your personal Isaac Rapp seats. Yes. And if you want to go to the game... I think you should keep listening. 
How I'm going to do that? I have no idea. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But I'm going to figure something out. That's There's time. Mildly cool. Okay. Second thing, Joey Harrington's bourbon barrel benefit mm-hmm. link is up. Mm-hmm. If so, you did not hear Friday's show. So we can buy the tickets. Yes, you can buy the tickets, and you only have 13 days to do so. Mm-hmm. And if, if look, um, I think the easiest way to do this is if you go to my Twitter, it is the top tweet on there, at IROP, and I just tweeted out what Joey and, and, all, and his benefit all tweeted about the bourbon, the special bourbon that they made, mm-hmm. and the special pappy that they got their hands on. If you're a bourbon guy... It's $100 for one raffle ticket. They're only selling 1500 and all the proceeds, if they raise, what is it, 150000 I think is their goal, because they're selling however many tickets. Uh, you do the math. Uh, if I like you, that you just brushed away. You were just, yeah, you you can can just powered through that's, that. That's super easy. So it's $100 a ticket. I believe that would mean they're selling 1500 tickets. You are correct. Thank you. So that would total $150,000. Um, if you buy one... You get uh, one of the raffle tickets, 100 bucks, and it goes to the Harrington Family Foundation. And he is, uh, he is doing what we need so desperately in our world, and that is he is educating young people yes. with the money. That's what he's doing. Well, and you, they get like a mentor, and it really kind of helps. It's not just a scholarship, but it's a, it's a scholarship with a helping hand. And let's be honest, it's great booze. This weekend, I had Pappy for the very first time. Did you? Yeah. How'd it go? Uh, it was very, very. It, it was it's smooth. It's very, it's very smooth. good. Now I will say that uh, it's it's kind of intimidating because it was a buddy of mine. You know, it's the, the bottle here, the ground. It's like a six thousand dollar bottle of booze. So let's just say we were very conservative. Like you know, well, it's, it shouldn't be a six thousand dollar bottle of booze, but it is. But it is because of you can't get your hands on. It. Yeah, that's, so we that's had the idea. we just had like. We had like two fingers. We had two yeah, fingers each. That's all you need. And then we moved on to to something else. But I was uh, I, I thought it was funny. We were just talking about uh, some pappy, which is the, the kind of the grand prize here. My buddy was like, "You've ever had any?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "Well, you got to get over here." And uh, I will tell you that is some good drinking. So we got a great cause, great dude, great booze, helping the kids. Come on, let's get behind this. Bourbon Barrel Benefit. The link is on my Twitter. You can go to the Joey, uh, Joey Harrington Foundation Twitter. You can go to the fan Twitter. Uh, we've all, you know, all on there on, yeah. on the tweets. We've all tweeted it. We've all tweeted out. And um, again, just 13 days left. I bought three last night, so I should probably win. I would hope so. But right now they're at $14,150 raised. So they're about 9% of the way to the goal. Yeah. Uh, just in the first uh, well, day and a half. I've got the winning Powerball ticket here in my uh, wallet. Oh, so, I thought I had. That, no, 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 no. That's, that's I me. I think it's in my pocket. I got it. So no, when, that's on my kitchen counter at oh. home. So when I win, I'll just buy all the tickets. I love that. Yeah. So there you go. Well, but then you have to wait. You can't do that. And Why? then if you because then you'll win the the bourbon. And you have to give that away. You'll hit the goal. No, I'm winning it all, and then I'm keeping the bourbon. Wow, buying yeah. all the tickets but keeping the bourbon for yes. a good cause. He's buying all the tickets. But keeping the bourbon? No, I will not. I don't want to out this person, but I was at a charity event once uh, with a a fairly significant um, athlete who was putting this thing on. And there were like, mm, I'm going to say like maybe 40 prizes. And the way you did it is you just like whatever you, you bought tickets for whatever, like 10 bucks or whatever. And you could put a ticket in whatever box for whatever prize you want. So if you wanted the one, you you put all your tickets into that one and you could spread them out. And I was the MC and the guy donated most of the stuff there. You know, some of the stuff was, you know, companies, but he donated a lot of that stuff. So I kept pulling tickets and guess who kept winning? Him. 
And I was like, oh, I was like, this is kind of awkward. It's like, it's your benefit, and you keep winning the prizes, some of the prizes you donated. So I was like, well, let's draw another ticket, right? Like thinking, you know, you can't keep winning everything. Let's spread it out. And I was told, uh, no, no, he won. He he bought those raffle tickets. He put them in there. He won the prize. He wanted the prize. It was fascinating. He he won like 60 percent of the stuff. It was one of the more strange things I've ever been a part of in my mm-hmm. entire life. We're all sitting there in this room just scratching our head, but he he wanted the stuff. So if you are not on Twitter, you can just Google Harrington Family Foundation, and if you go to their website, you'll see the Bourbon Barrel Benefit link right at the top. So there's several ways to uh, to click on the link, and then then you can read about it on there because there's a lot to yeah you, so you know understand like he's, he's giving away a lot of different things and yes. it's a lot of different it's awesome stuff so buffalo trace and, you, and you can't win or you get your tickets now because once i win the lottery i will buy them all so if you're trying to buy a ticket uh do it now before tonight when uh, i win two billion dollars so 13 days left for that the bourbon barrel benefit um and we have i think i don't know i'd have to check with our interim producer prob- uh, jeff saturday <laughs> hey look at that I have been told I look like Jeff Saturday. You do. I could see that. He's all skinny now. Um, We have PKI and Phil Knight Legacy Tournament tickets to give away today. Look at us, suddenly with a lot to give away. I think today. But can you can can you at least nod? Uh, what do we? I can I can check my email <laughs> and yeah. make sure that, that that is confirmed. And we will do that within this break. I would love it if Jeff Saturday checked his email. <laughs> I, just, I just love what you went to Buck and Buck just looked the other direction. Well, as if I was not making eye contact. I was looking at the clock and I was looking to see if my email was up. And I know I saw a headline about that very thing. And so there is very much information about that. And I'll get it to you yeah, when we are off. It's the out air. there. It's out there in our email somewhere. <laughs> so I feel like that's a. Thing that's going to happen. I love that. Today. That's where we're at. We're like, ah, hey, how about it's a this? big day. At some point, basketball tickets will be given away. How about that? Today, tomorrow? I think, I don't no, know. I think it's today. I think they want us to do it today. So we'll 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 get to that. Our poll question is up next, and it is the college football dude. How great was college football this weekend? It's bananas, man. It was amazing, and uh, we will get to it uh, when we return. Thanks for being with us on a Monday, three fifteen on the fan. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, a real discrepancy right off the top of the show. Um, you you were saying you have the winning lottery ticket. I do. I was saying that I thought I did. And, Idiot. Uh, Buck over there was saying he has it on his kitchen counter, and now we've got a texter saying that they have it. So I, people are all a bunch of fools. I don't know what's going Fake on. Fake news. I read my email, though. Did you? Check this out. Mm-hmm. I did, too. We both had an email. Buck, we got it. I think we got it. During today's show, if you want to win tickets to the PKI and Phil Knight Legacy tournaments out in uh, out at the Rose Quarter, which is right over there, if you want to win tickets, Duke's coming. Oregon's going to be there. Oregon State will play. The dramatic reading here is just unbelievable. North Carolina will be there. Michigan State. It's awesome. Isn't Portland State there, too? The Vikes, they'll be there. If you want to win tickets to that, we will give them away today on our show. There will be a code word, and Ryan Buckley is to remind me later in our show to give out the code word, and then you text it in. Because you will forget about it. That's correct. I promise you. No, that is correct. That's so, why I told Ryan. I said, Ryan, please, look love at of Ra- God. Except it's weird. When remind you, me. When you say Ryan, I don't know who you're... I'm like, Ryan? Who is this Ryan? Buck. It's also odd for me. I, I know about three people in my life that call me Ryan, and they have that has ceased to be my name since about the age of 11. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The moment you said Ryan, you lost me. I'm like, what? You're not Ryan. What's your wife call you? She calls me Ryan. She's one of the three people. Does she really? Yeah. She doesn't call you like sugar buns or something? Uh, She calls me babe a lot of yeah. the time. We're, we're a, a babe. Of babe. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Yeah. We're, J- that's Sudeikis and... Uh, yeah. Uh, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. And they're just the a-holes. It's What's like up, two, two a-holes go to the gym. Yeah. You go with a babe, huh? We're like, we like to, yeah, we're babe. She, she drops a babe on me, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I, we're like Todd and Margo. We kind of, <laughs> we call each other Todd and Margo some. Do you? role play. So, Buck, she goes babe. Do you go babe back? Uh, I usually go babe or boo. Uh-huh. Oh, boo oh, babe. Yeah, I drop boo? a boo on her. Boo babe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, listen for the code word. It's later, as long as Buck reminds me. It's not boo. Hey, babe. Thanks, boo. Poll question today on Twitter at 1080thefan. As always, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Who is the best one-loss team? Tennessee. Oregon. Ole Miss. USC. Vote. Vote hard. Ah, gosh. I, I want to say, say Oregon, but I'm going to lean towards Tennessee simply because we have one common opponent. Tennessee played them better. It wasn't much. It, it wasn't like Tennessee gave them a real game, but like you know, you didn't get slaughtered. So I'll, I'll go Tennessee. I think Tennessee would score a lot of points against Oregon. I think Oregon would score a lot of points against Tennessee. But I will lean with a slight hair Tennessee. Plus they played a, a much uh, they played a harder schedule. When I when I look at Oregon, 
Um, I mean, they've done everything that you wanted to do, but outside of UCLA, I mean, it's it's pretty much just been you're you're killing people. As this schedule gets harder, and I think we'll see it over these next three weeks, I think Oregon can make a very very strong case. So, and honestly, if they played at Autzen or they played at Tennessee, I think that to me would would if they're playing in Autzen, I take Oregon. But neutral site, I think I'm leaning towards Tennessee. But it is uh, it is by a hair. Oregon looks the part to me. Just the defense scares me, but so does Tennessee's. There's a weakness there for for both sides. And I think what we have learned, because strong case that Oregon or Tennessee is the best one loss team, they're not close to Georgia. So I, I don't you know we all thought Georgia was vulnerable. I did. I thought Tennessee could keep it close. I like Tennessee in the points. And dude, Georgia just bitch slapped him. Good defense once again in college football trumps elite offense. So there are nine one-loss teams left. Four undefeateds and nine one-loss. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the four undefeateds will be one through four in the playoff rankings yes. tomorrow. But two of them play, mm-hmm. Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan. So that's good news for Oregon. Oregon had a good weekend in terms of the college football playoff rankings. Absolutely. Uh, because Tennessee lost and Alabama lost. Although I still think you're going to be behind Tennessee, but you'll be in front of Bama. Well, right. But uh, there's still a lot of football sure. left. I'm just saying, for one week, in, in the, 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 the stupid rankings were only out for one week, mm-hmm. you already got some of the help that you needed. Well, yeah. yeah, the biggest thing is Ducks take care of business. You just need dominoes to fall at this That's point, right. and you got a couple of and them. And they got, already got a couple yeah. of them, yep. which was great. Yep. So the nine one-loss teams, you have Tennessee, Oregon, USC, and um, UCLA. Those those guys are in the top ten. Ole Miss is number 11 at one loss. Mm-hmm. I put them in the poll because I didn't think UCLA was deserving since Oregon already beat them. Yeah, and Clemson's a one-loss team as well. Clemson's 8-1, but get them out of it. We all hate <laughs> F them. Get out of here. Uh, North Carolina, Tulane, yeah. and Liberty. Those are your one-loss teams. And what's interesting, I was looking at that today going, oh, my God, look at the one-loss coaches. Mm-hmm. Look at the coaches of those teams. You've got Dan Lanning. Uh, Lincoln Riley, Lane Kiffin, Chip Kelly, Dabo Sweeney, Josh Heupel, Hugh Freeze, Mac Brown, and Willie Fritz. It's, a, it's, it's a, like a who's who of, of coaches. It's great. This is, is a great. I'm sorry. This is, is a, a wide swath. Great college football season so far. And I, you know, hopefully we get some new blood. But I just can't help but think how fun this would be if we got a top twelve, right? Oh, I know. Because Tulane would be in, we'd assume, and then. You know, buys or whatever, let's assume the top four get buys, but Michigan Ohio State would take care of themselves. So Oregon may be in position to get a buy, but so many fun matchups. Like if you could get an Oregon Clemson, you get a TCU Alabama or a TCU USC, something like that. It'd be so much fun. But some of these conference championship games are essentially going to be a de facto twelve team tournament, right? Whether it's it's Oregon and USC or Oregon and, and Utah again, or Oregon and UCLA. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, I know that's not a Big Ten title game, but it's the last week of the year. That's one. The SEC title game is going to be bananas, it looks like, right now. That's probably going to be LSU-Georgia. That could be fun. And a one-loss Tennessee sitting there, who they may be in a great spot. They don't have a whole lot else on their schedule, and they're not going to have to play in the SEC title game, and they're going to be able to sit back as a one-loss team probably in the top three or four and just sit there and be like, well, we don't have to play that extra game. Well, we don't have to lament it now, but as you mentioned, um, you know, Oregon and Tennessee, the difference right now between those two is the Georgia losses, one being way better than the other. That's that. Again, we we have a lot of weeks to to see if that's even going to be a factor because who knows, they both may lose again, and it doesn't matter. But if it comes down to it, you kind of sit and look at that and now and go because you wanted. That's what I was saying last week. You wanted Georgia to hammer Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I think you wanted that. You wanted them to do that to Tennessee because they did that to you. 
So they they didn't. It was what twenty eight thirteen or something like that. It wasn't close, but Tennessee kept it within somewhat striking around. distance. At but the that's, end. that looks a lot better than forty nine to three, man. Yes, it does. The the cool thing is though, new era of of college football playoff is coming. But thank God this year we will not have a some combo of Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and <laughs> Oklahoma. I was looking at that today, man. I know. We have had eight college football playoffs. Yeah. That's it. Oregon was in the first one. Remember mm-hmm. that? I do. Six of the eight have included three of those four teams. <laughs> three of them. And then a lot of times that one other team, the Michigan State, it's like, they ruffle their hair and then they, you know, they lose by thirty in the opening round, and we're like, yeah, move on. The only teams that so Oregon and Florida State were two teams that that got in in that in that very first yep. season. So it's been seven years, except for last year. Can you name who was in the college football playoff last year? Uh, because I could not until I looked it up. <laughs> I tested myself because I was going through this, going, oh my god. It is always three of the four, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma. And, of course, Oklahoma's out of it. Clemson is one loss, still has a chance, but I I don't know. I don't know how people view them. Bama's out of it. They have two losses. I love, by the way, real quick, that like— So three of the four—well, two of the four are certainly out of it, and hopefully that third one, Clemson, goes away. Yeah, there's this like laughable thing now. Like There was articles written about the fall of Alabama. Oh, my God, they have two losses. Whatever is Alabama going to do? Well, they could have three if uh, Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt. <laughs> Seriously. So it was they a- lose that game if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt. So it was Alabama-Georgia last year. Championship game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... You- Whoa. What? Whoa. Whoa, what's Whoa. happening? What? That's on the air, Buckster. Thank what? you. Whoa, that was... Look at Buck over there. <laughs> he's in He's in rare form. Hmm. Hey, what exactly was that? Well, I was trying to preview an audio clip here, and I thought I had the new board figured out. I did not. Did that go out over the air, or was that just in our... It might have just been in our headphones. I think it might have just been in your headphones. I don't know. I guess the text line will tell us. Yeah, they'll, they'll tell us here in a moment. Yeah. Was that like 8,000 decibels to you as well? Yes. Yeah, that was one Jonathan yes. Smith, Beaver's head coach, ah. way too loud and overmodulated. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that next. Okay, so what... what oh, um... What so, were we just talking about? The, you asked who was in the, the college football playoff last year. Yeah. Alabama and Georgia yes. played in the yes. national championship. Do you remember who they beat? Uh, because no one will remember this. I'm trying to remember who who played. I'll just tell you. Was it Ohio State? No. No, because Ohio again, State lost to Michigan last year. Again. Michigan was in. Michigan was six in. Six of the eight college football playoffs have included three of the four between Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson, and Bama. Right? Michigan was in. So the first year we had Oregon and Florida State, which didn't include three of the four. Last year, we had two teams with, that didn't include, obviously, the three of the four. Yeah, so Michigan, so Michigan, Michigan was, was in because they Georgia, beat Ohio State. And Georgia beat Michigan. Now i got to think of who Alabama beat. Who did beat. Alabama beat in the college football playoff last year? I'll just tell you, it was Cincinnati. Oh! Everybody forgets this. They were 13-0. and 0. Yeah. Well, I don't know about everybody, but it seemed, it would seem to me that everyone would forget. Yeah, that was Ritter and company. So we've only had two college football playoffs where it wasn't the same damn teams. Yeah. The first one with Oregon and last year. So this year, at least, the exciting thing is it's going to be some, well, some, some new blood. Yeah. Ohio State, Michigan, winner yeah. will get in there. I'm just glad. Georgia probably back. But I, I just Can I just say that I'm I'm thankful that it appears that Clemson is out of it. I know it's it's wrong. They're not though. I I feel like they are. They're only a one loss, but team. they have no respect. So right. I I feel like unless a bunch of dominoes fall and you get two lost conference champions, yeah. I feel like Clemson is out. And let me tell you, I thought I hated Brian Kelly, and I do. Don't get me wrong. I hate Brian Kelly. Uh, he's responsible for the scissor lift guy death. I can't stand his smug face. 
And yet, given my choice between punching Dabo and punching Brian Kelly, it is no choice. I revel so much more in the misery of Dabo than I do Brian Kelly, and I found that out this weekend. Because when Brian Kelly won, I was like, God damn it, LSU. But then I saw, <laughs> I saw Whoa. when, what? Nothing. I, I said, damn it. Yeah. And th- that's fine. That's right. And then uh, when I saw that Clemson lost, it made my hatred of LSU go away because my joy in Clemson losing was that much greater. Well, they're a one-loss team, and they're going to win the ACC. Okay, the ACC so do not, sucks. I know, but I'm just telling you. I'm writing them off. Don't. I am. Don't jinx it. I'm writing them off. God. By the way, real quick, Mario Cristobal and Miami suck. Yeah, we'll get to that <laughs> later. Okay, so let's get to, so there's our poll question. Vote, vote hard, at 1080 the fan Twitter. Okay, do it. Do it. What? Do it. Do what? Vote. Oh. yeah. And vote, vote hard. hard. I do so, it every time. coming up next, we're going to go chronologically. Uh, we'll start with the Beavers. Mm. Um, they lost Friday night. Now, more importantly, they cost me money. Take the points or go for it. Yeah. That's really the question with Jonathan Smith. Or just throw to the wide open receiver both times at the end of the game, and you win that thing going away. So we'll start there as we try to creep our way through the college football weekend that was uh, coming up next. It is three thirty-two. Here's Buck. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. That's right. Jump. We're going to uh, cruise through the college football weekend that was, no matter how long it takes us, JC babes. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to start with the Beavs because that was Friday night. <sighs> Gosh. Your Beavs. Yeah. You can't win throwing, I think, 87 yards. I mean. It was a good game. It was a good game. They it was lost a, if it was, you didn't see it. It was a game that Oregon State should have had. The blackout. Come on. The momentum swing of the blackout. It was uh, 24-21. Shenanigans. That was the final. Yeah. Now, uh, the big thing out of that game was Jonathan Smith got two chances Mm -hmm. in the red zone, deep in the red zone. Yep. Uh, I think both inside the 10, if I'm not mistaken, where he went for it on fourth and short-ish and did not take the points. Yep. And ultimately, and they didn't get it either time, that was the difference in the game. Yeah, and I it was. I mean, if it, they kick the field, I mean, it's, it's all ifs and buts and candy and nuts, and it's like a lot of speculating. But seriously, if you just take the points both times, yeah. they win twenty-seven twenty-four. Yeah, and uh, that was early. I'm, I'm kind of go through there if I remember yeah, correctly. I think they were both in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, it was it was early on when they it were. Was... Well, and that's what that's the whole point here is that they were kind of. They were kind of dominating yeah, the game. They were up seven nothing on both of those, and one didn't lead to anything, and the other Washington went down and, and scored. So, I do hate a little bit when we get the, the kind of the, rev- look, it, the, nothing that happens in the first quarter is going to be a definitive. You win that game. I, I hate it 
Because if you kick those two field goals, right, and you go up, what have been thirteen nothing, you don't know how Washington's going to play the rest of that game. Maybe they get more aggressive. You know, you just never know. All very true. So, but I, I I understand that you feel like you're dominant. You feel like your defense is playing well, and when you're down, when you're down inside, you know the you know the deep in the red zone like that. The idea is that even if you don't get it, you put them in a compromising position. Hopefully, you go three and out. You punt it. So I I can't fault him for being aggressive. I can't either. But I I am saying, and I think it's pretty clear, like that that really hurt them yes. because it it. So if you watch that. You know, I feel like going forward on fourth down a lot of times is feel of the game. Coaches will tell you this. And in those situations, it really felt like if the Beavers just continue to pile on, mm-hmm. that they will eventually they'll they'll eventually be too far away for Washington. And I'm not saying 13 nothing is too far away, but I think that you know, they just they were the, the game totally changed because they were up 7 to nothing. Go for it on fourth down. I, I I'm not even um saying that going for it is the wrong decisions yeah. uh, ultimately because I, I I remember thinking in the point or at the time um, wow what balls I like that mm-hmm. go for it at the same time you you then go back to so you don't get it twice and then it gets into the second quarter and your defense proceeds to give up three third and longs yep. and a fourth and long on one drive that allowed Washington to score the game-tying touchdown, all of a sudden it's 7-7, to and it's a completely different game. In other words, you had the opportunity to to just put enough distance, just slowly peck away at controlling that game with, with enough distance on the scoreboard. You know, you hate taking threes instead of sevens, but if you do it, maybe you keep your foot on their throat the way you had it early sure. on. You totally let them back into that game. Yep. and I And I just feel like, that really is one Oregon State should have had, and I'm not trying to second guess Jonathan Smith's decisions. Like I said, I liked him at at the at the time, but it cost them. Yeah, you wonder if the because the first one was like at the 17, 15, 17, something like that. They were both inside the ten. The, the The second one was the second one was at like the six or something. So I I wonder if you go for the first one right at the fifteen or whatever it was, fourth and three. You think, and then it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't hurt you. Then do you think maybe you're chasing the second one? You get in there, and you're like, all right, we didn't get a seven this time. We get the seven back here. It's it's just like we got the two field goals. So maybe you find yourself chasing that a little bit, and you loved the way your defense was playing. It was an ugly night. You thought you were going to be able to contain Washington, and you did for most of the night. So maybe there was an element of that. And yet, I, I still go back. You know, you had the, your final two drives there. You had touchdown passes, and I get it. It's a rainy night, but th- there were two wide-open plays that if, if if they hit either one of those, that's seven, and thanks for coming. The, the game's over. So ultimately, you know, I, I just look at it. You have to be able to make one of those. I get that your quarterback, this is a backup quarterback, and I get that it's it's a rough night, but you can't win going 12 of 19 for 87 yards. Not when there's 14 points clearly laid out before you, and this isn't under pressure. This isn't you having to pull a Patrick Mahomes. You're standing in the pocket and a good ball on either one of those in those final two drives, and this ball game's over. So you can you can slice this thing a thousand different ways. To me, it comes down to what I've said all year long. I said it at USC. I'll say it at Washington. Is Oregon State right now is one quarterback away, and not even an elite quarterback. You are one solid quarterback away 
from being a one-loss team. Take the Utah thing out of it. I know that it was close, and then, but you know, you, you lost forty whatever to sixteen. Take it out. You beat Washington and you beat USC with even mediocre quarterback yeah. play, See, and that I, hurts. I disagree with that. I I feel like, um, and I get why you say that. I just I feel like Oregon State, no matter who is at quarterback, is going to find a way to screw it up. Like, can you can you find me a team? that has the bones of a good team but makes the mistakes of a bad team more than o- Oregon State. This reminds me a little bit, and, and I, I think— Do you the, get where I'm going with I that? do get like, where they, you're going. They're pretty damn good, yes. like you've been saying. Yeah. But when you watch them play, it's if I'm a Beaver fan, it's maddening yeah. because they have the bones. Everything's right. They're, mm-hmm. obviously, they're clearly well-coached. Jonathan Smith is doing a good job there. They have some skill guys. They have a pretty good defense, right? But— They'll give up a third and 16. Inexplicably, they'll turn it over at the wrong time. They'll have a bad penalty. They'll have a bad turnover. Like, they just make the mistakes of a bad team. And I just, even, you could put freaking Caleb Williams, like, well, maybe not Caleb Williams. You could put another quarterback in there that's better than Branson. And I still think they're 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 finding a way to screw it up. They, there's something about them. They, they cannot be trusted. I just think, well, one... They don't have a kicker that they have any faith in. They've proven that time and time again, which, again, go back to maybe why you're going for it, even on supposed chip shot field goals, is bad conditions. You don't trust your kicker. So kind of forces your hand there. But I, I just, to me, I think if you're, if you're Oregon State, right, you're not trying to build USC and you're not trying to build Washington or Oregon. Like, we know that. Like, you, you know who you are. You're trying to build a, a blue-collar program kind of in the mold of, of Wisconsin uh, a team like that. And when I look at the Pac-12, this reminds me of the early growing pains of Utah. When Utah entered this conference, we said it every single year. They play good defense. They run the ball. We really like their coach. They they find hidden gems. And yet, what did we say about Utah every single year? My God, they find ways to just fumble it away. And I feel like right now with Oregon State, you are going through these growing pains. It reminds me of Utah. But if they stay the course and you are able to play this brand of football, eventually you will get a couple difference makers. You know, and, and look, injuries have played a role in this. You know, NFL tight end goes down. That certainly hurt you this year. But I think when you look at Oregon State, you add two, you give me a quarterback and 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 another one or two difference makers, kind of like what we've seen Utah over these last couple years. And I think Oregon State is a real contender. I just think that this is kind of the growing pains of building a program. And you're you're weak in a couple spots. Injuries have hurt you because depth is an issue. But I just go back to it. I, I just think you are you are deficient. And I mean severely deficient. I don't mean to pick on anyone. But you are deficient in the one spot that you cannot be deficient at in college football. And if you are, you better have an elite cast around to build them up. And you're not that. And, yeah, that, and, and, I mean that. Look, that certainly holds them back. But they make a lot of mistakes elsewhere. And I, again, I feel like you're controlling that game. Their defense is playing well. I think if you take the points and if you do that two or three times, it's worth its weight in gold in a game mm-hmm. like that. At least that's the way it was playing out early. So give Washington credit for that final drive yep. that led to the field goal. Give them credit. But you let them hang around. Yep. I, Oregon State was, you know, I, I, I do think it is a sort of in a program-building mode. I do think it is um, or does take time to learn how to win, you know, and learn how to control a game and stay in control of a game. Yep. I do think that is a thing. But, you know, we've got a lot of people texting in, or at least there was one person who was like, you know, you got to be so – he he was – 
I'll just paraphrase. He was saying, I think Jonathan Smith's going to leave Oregon State because you just have to be so perfect to win at Oregon State. And um, I, I, it instantly got me thinking about Kansas. And for those of you who don't watch Kansas football play, I'm telling you, they don't make nearly as many of these mistakes as Oregon State. No. And I think Oregon <laughs> State is actually a more talented roster than Kansas. Now, Kansas has a couple skill guys, and they have a really good scheme. But they are very well coached. And I, I don't know. There's something about Oregon State right now that they just shoot themselves in the foot one too many times with stupid, inexcusable things. Yeah. And if they play cleaner games, I think even with Gold Brands, like you know, they've been like you said, I mean, these couple of these losses were so close. Yeah. They're a one loss team even with a bad quarterback. Yes. Because if they just stop shooting themselves in the foot. So you know, look, I think they're on the right trajectory. It's just that if I'm a Beaver fan, I was sitting there watching that game going, My God, this is really frustrating. Yeah. Because I just don't think Washington is I mean, Penix is nice, but they weren't doing anything special in that game. You had them, and you screwed it up. Yeah. So now you're what six and three, which six, is nice. Six and three, you're going to a bowl, but you just feel you don't feel great about that. No, right? like because you're an Oregon State fan sitting there six and three, going, "God, what could have been?" You had Washington, and the one that really hurts is now USC's what ninth in the country. You were better than the ninth team in the country. You really were, and you just needed. And again, what happened? You needed one drive. Well, they lost. They lost. They just they find way. I don't know what it is about them, man. Well, I just I just know that in in today's world, eighty seven yards throwing the football is almost impossible to win. And you know, I, I guess you can look at it glass half full is that you threw for eighty seven yards and you should have won. But I, I just I, I I I get everything you're saying, and I don't disagree with a lot of what you're saying. I just circle back to that one thing. This is still modern football. This is not YA tittle. Uh, we're not running the wishbone. You've got to be able to throw the ball more than four yards downfield. I get that. You got you, it. You give him a quarterback. Give him JT Daniels. Yes. I still think they're blowing games. Well, there's I, something in the water. Man. I just would like to see what could happen to that run game if someone had to. Oh, I don't know. Commit a safety to it, or it, or, or didn't you had to commit a safety back to the to the the pass game? I mean, you're running the ball for four and a half yards of carry when the other team knows good and damn well that you have zero. Zero threat throwing the ball. I would love to see what a balanced play-action game could look like if you had a, a, a real passing attack. All right, is there any doubt who is number one now? We'll get to that next. It is 3.50 on the fan. Well, Georgia, back on top. No doubt who's number one now. No, that After was that kinda, win. <laughs> Hell of a win. I don't know how many uh, doubts there were going into that, but you know whatever they were, they certainly put an end to it. Well, I mean, Tennessee was number one, you know, yeah. so there was that. And... Um, they knocked them off their perch pretty quick. Yeah, but I mean, they were number one in the rankings. Georgia was what eight, eight and a half point favorite, and I think a lot of people, myself included, like Tennessee in the points. Oh, that'd be a close game. And look, just watching Georgia play, you know, we've seen this time and time again, and this was kind of what I wanted to see. I can't tell how many times we 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 hear like this this unstoppable offense, right? Oregon has had this. Oklahoma has had this. You know, we, we hear these like, oh, you, there's no way you can stop this offense. And when you run into an elite defense, more often than not, the defense, you know, puts, in, puts a stop to it. And you saw this against Tennessee. Even when Hooker had time to throw, they kept everything in front and God, Georgia can tackle. They just rallied to the ball and they tackle. And there was no, where they say, no layups, basically. They made them work for everything. And they just, they took a Tennessee offense, which up until this point just had looked like a fast break. And it turned it into like 1952 Indiana basketball with no shot clock. They they ground it down, and then we forget Georgia can play offense too. 
<laughs> well, I don't think anyone <laughs> forgot that. I think it was we knew that these were two top top, top five offenses. Yeah. What we were curious to see is if Tennessee's offense was just that good and it was. against a real defense, and it wasn't. Yeah. And Georgia, you know, George, you get the best of Georgia in their biggest games. That's yeah. the thing is people get lulled to sleep by a near loss at Missouri or whatever. Yeah. When Georgia has the number one team coming into their place, yeah. watch out. You better be on point because they are going to bring it. They are they are relentlessly better at everything. Yeah. And sometimes you can catch them sleepwalking, you know, like Missouri Missouri did. Yep. Uh, there was another game. Kent State gave them problems. But Tennessee wasn't going to catch them napping, dude. They were ready. That was their game. And so, you you know, and that was the same with Oregon. The first game, the first um, game out of the shoot, you know, your defensive coordinator is now at Oregon. Everybody's talking about Oregon. It's a big game, big non-conference game. They absolutely pounded them. Yep. So I just I think they're the new Alabama in this way, in a sense that don't ever bet against them in a big game, man. They're just that good. It certainly feels that way right now. And and you look around the rest of the country, like they're and well and, and real quick, they're off their their defense, I think what was awesome about that game, we knew they had a good defense. Yeah. But the way uh was it who was on that call? Was that Gary Danielson? Yeah. Calling that game? Mm-hmm. Boy, he sounds a thousand years old. Does well, he not? I think he is a thousand years old. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> you know, well, Vern has since moved on. Gary still remains. They were uh, the announcers were talking about how good the coverage was. Yeah, and I mean, you can't play a better game as a secondary. Nope, there was no separation. None. Hooker had nowhere to go. And Tillman Virtually and Hyatt every McC- play I mean, they ran. They have a bevy of good receivers, and they run this little two by two on each side of it, and. The thing that Georgia can do is Georgia can just play man, you know, and that's yep. you know and they knew it and they knew it and and you know, <laughs> when you can play man and just say look we're going to run with you across the field, it's just it's a difference maker and not many people in the country have guys that can go four wide with them and Georgia Georgia did and then up front they're able to completely stop what Tennessee wanted to do they ran the ball for like eighty yards or something they couldn't do anything running the ball they constantly squeezed the quarterback in the pocket and. You know, thanks for coming. That was a master class in defense. And the the thing about it, and, and no one, not many people can play this way because you don't have the athletes. In the NFL, what is one position that you can never have enough of? DBs. When you're running four and five wide sets in the NFL, you have to have slot, you have to have slot corners, you gotta have nickel guys, you gotta have to have safeties that come down in coverage. And in the world of college football, I mean, look at Oregon. Oregon's not bad. But Oregon's got guys you can pick on in that secondary. And a lot of times teams just have to play soft zone because well, they so does Tennessee. Yeah, because they can't run with anyone. And Georgia doesn't have to do that. It is a luxury. And we've seen LSU a couple years do this. Clemson has done it. Alabama. When you recruit, we all talk about D linemen and O linemen and quarterbacks, but man, when you recruit DBs, when you recruit NFL DBs and you can run them out there and just say, Hey, you go get him. And, and we don't need to switch anything. We don't need to sit here and, and, and deal around with a bunch of fancy coverages. We're just going to play you straight up. It's one of the great equalizers in college football. And they took one of the best historical offenses we've seen, and they scored, what, 13 points? Thanks for coming. All right, who had Stetson Bennett and Bo Nix for Heisman? Did you have that one? <laughs> I did not. Let's go. <laughs> we'll get to that next, and uh, we'll take a look at the uh, top five as uh, Oregon creeps its way uh, toward, what are they, six this week, I think? I think so. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the college football playoff rankings come out tomorrow. But no, six sixth, in the AP, though. Six in the AP. Sixth, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 